This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, September 23rd. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Chairman has carbon market questions. Widen intent on new capital gains tax. And nations set pledges on food goals. House Ag examines carbon markets. House Agriculture Committee Chairman David Scott tells AgriPulse he wants to make sure that carbon markets are going to be workable for farmers and won't harm food production. We have to make sure agriculture is at the point of the spear when it comes to our policy, Scott said in an interview ahead of a committee hearing on carbon markets. The witnesses, to include critics of carbon markets, as well as discussion of a variety of approaches to paying farmers for carbon sequestration. A representative of agribusiness giant Bayer will talk about its carbon payment program, which reward farmers based on their soil health practices rather than the amount of carbon that they are sequestering. Scott suggested he has concerns about the latter approach, saying there are no definitive ways of measuring carbon sequestration. As for the effect on food production, Scott posed this question, to what degree are we hurting our food supply if we're turning our farmers into carbon sequestration experts as opposed to what they do growing our crops and tending to them? Why it matters? Well, the House has yet to act on the Senate-passed Growing Climate Solutions Act, which would put USDA in charge of certifying credit verification services and farm advisors. Capital gains tax remains in play. Although stepped-up basis appears to be safe for now, Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden is continuing to press for legislation that would prevent wealthy people from passing property to their heirs without taxes on the capital gains. Wyden's plea called, quote, mark to market, would impose taxes on capital gains every year, not just when assets are sold or when the owner dies. President Biden raised alarms among ag groups by proposing to tax capital gains at death, effectively nullifying the benefit of stepped-up basis. I'm going to push very hard for the market-to-market provision to be added to the budget reconciliation bill that Democrats are currently negotiating, Wyden said yesterday. The polling shows that everybody believes they, the wealthy, ought to pay something every year. By the way, Senate Ag Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, who's a member of the Finance Committee, assured reporters yesterday that farmers would be protected from any new capital gains taxation. Anything that's done would be very narrow and related to investors, the Michigan Democrat said. We'll have more. AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. 
FAO, COVID slows, reverses progress on SDGs. The COVID-19 pandemic has significantly slowed progress on achieving global sustainable development goals by 2030, the UN's Food and Agriculture Organization said in a report on the eve of today's UN Food Systems Summit. It's an alarming picture in which progress on many SDG targets has been reversed with a significant impact on all aspects of sustainable development and making the achievement of the 2030 agenda even more challenging. That according to FAO Chief Statistician Piatra Gennari. FAO noted in a summary of the report, while the prevalence of moderate or severe food insecurity has been slowly rising globally since 2014, the increase in 2020 was equal to that of the previous five years combined. The Food Systems Summit is expected to feature numerous announcements of national food strategies to make progress on the SDGs. There also will be pledges to ensure healthy and nutritious meals for all school children, reduced food waste, and unlock agricultural innovation to deliver on climate goals, the UN organizers said. Questions linger following biofuels news leak. The ethanol industry is scrambling to deal with yesterday's report on the volumes EPA is set to propose in an upcoming biofuel mandate announcement. The report left unanswered how the Biden administration will approach small refinery exemptions, which allow certain refineries to avoid the mandate based on concerns of economic harm during the 2020 campaign. Candidate Joe Biden made a point of hitting the Trump administration's approach to the waivers. But a handful of House Republicans said yesterday they expected a drop in volumes will cut demand for more combined gallons of ethanol than all gallons cut due to SREs issued by the prior administration. The leaked figures provided no clues as to how the Biden administration's planned to address a 500 million gallon backlog in blending brought about by a previous biofuels industry lawsuit. And by the way, rumors swirling early in the week that the announcement would happen on Friday, but an industry source tells AgriPulse nobody at EPA is acting like it's going to be this Friday. Pick for top lawyer at EPA heads to a floor vote. USDA veteran Jeffrey Petrino is one step closer to becoming the top lawyer at EPA following a vote by the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee yesterday. All the Democrats and two Republicans on the committee, Roger Wicker of Mississippi and Kevin Kramer of North Dakota, backed Petrino in the 12 to 8 vote. He was acting general counsel and then general counsel at USDA from November 2014 to January 2017. He also worked at the Justice Department for about 15 years, about 10 of those as a trial attorney. He's currently general counsel for the Los Angeles Community College District. Why it matters, Petrio 
would have significant role to play in reviewing the legality of whatever the new definition EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers come up with for waters of the U.S. in the Clean Water Act. Ranking member Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia said she opposed Pareto because of the direction the Biden administration is taking on WOTUS and because of Pareto's refusal to condemn overreaching regulations. In the meantime, the committee deadlocked 10 to 10 on the nomination of Jennifer Sass, a senior scientist with the Natural Resources Defense Council, to the Chemical Safety and Hazard Investigation Board. Sass has been critical of the EPA's regulation of pesticides to toxic chemicals. The tie vote means the Senate must vote to discharge Sass' nomination from the committee. Here's today's She Said It. Without agriculture really being focused and loud about it, we're not going to be able to make that happen. That Senate Agriculture Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow imploring members of the United Fresh Produce Association to lobby senators to pass ag labor reform. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, September 23rd. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.